This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, today I'm going to talk to you about fasting. And I know you guys are excited about that. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, so we, we're starting our 21-day fast today as a church. And, um, and so uh, I believe that it can actually radically change your life. Fasting and prayer. And I'm just going to add this. It's not just fasting for 21 days. It's fasting and prayer for 21 days. Amen. Or it's just going to be a, a diet, right? So if you don't put God in your fasting, then you're just going on a hunger strike. Amen. And, uh, but you got to put God in your fasting. Amen. And uh, so, so it's, it's a prayer and fasting or fasting and prayer 21 days. So let's, not, let's keep God in, in the center of our fasting. And you need to do that because, see, I think some of you might say, well, pastor, you know, uh, how long do you have to go without food? You know, how long do you do in a day, you know? And, um, <clears throat> well, you can be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk to you about some, uh, some ways that you can fast. And, uh, and, and the title of this is, is, is Fasting Basics. And um, praise God. Amen. And so, um, so it's ba- ba- uh, Fasting Basics. And bottom line is this, is that there's a lot, we, we as, at Exceed Life Church, we're not going to pin you down on one particular fast. We're not legalistic. We're not trying to get you into one fast. You've got to do the Daniel fast, and that's all you can do. No, no, there's lots of different fasts you can do uh, for the next 21 days. And so the, the key is to be led. Be led by the Holy Spirit. And uh, you're going to find this, that uh, I've done a lot of studying, and I do a lot of fasting, uh, I do fasting, uh, I do intermittent fasting, and that's really big in, in physical fitness and health. And, um, and fasting, you know, going without food um, is not a bad thing for a certain amount of time. It, it, and it, and it, can, it can really help your body get realigned. It, there, there's, there's, there's positive benefits of going without food for a certain amount of time, Amen. And so fasting, I've, I've, I've looked it up and I've, you know, I, I hear a lot of pre- preachers preach on fasting and they say, well, fasting is for a spiritual purpose. Well, nobody wants to fast for a spiritual purpose. <laughs> for a spiritual purpose, pastor. Yeah, 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 we, we do. We want, we want the spiritual, but we want the physical too. And, and fasting is much more than just spiritual. People say, oh, fasting is just spiritual. No, it's more than just spiritual. It will hit you in every area of your life. Spiritually, physically, you can fast for healing. For physical healing. It's not just spiritual healing, pastor. I need to be spiritually healed, you know. Uh, No, no, you can fast for physical healing. You know, uh, you see, one thing you got to come to, how many people in this church want a breakthrough? I I mean, how many people are dealing with stuff in your life You've just been dealing with it and you just can't seem to shake it. Have you ever been in that, you know, you just seem to keep going around the mountain. You know, like the Israelites, they kept going around the mountain and they kept complaining, you know, and they kept complaining. It's, it, it's like uh, that story of um, an old farmer that was sitting on his bench and, or sitting uh, uh, in front of his house uh, on, on on his porch, and his dog kept bow-wowing, you know, you know just going, and, uh, and so, you know, uh, uh, the neighbor came up and kept hearing the dog crying out, and, and, and the neighbor said, what's wrong with your dog? And he said, well, he's sitting on a nail, and the dog goes, he said, he's sitting on a nail, he said, he said, he said why, is, why is he sitting on a nail? And, and the farmer says, well, it hurts bad enough to cry about it, but not enough to get off of it. In other words, sometimes in our life, we like to cry about our problems, but we don't, like to, we don't want to do anything to move away from our problems. In other words, we, it, 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 in other words, we like to give our sob stories. Do you know what I'm going through this week? Do you know the pains that I've got, you know? No, that, that doesn't top my pain, you know? Do you, you know? And so what, what we tend to do is we like to, you know, you know, exchange war stories of how bad it is at times. But we don't want to be doing that, amen? 
And so, so you remember when, when Jesus, he came up to that one guy that was at the pool of Bethesda, and, and, and the guy was, was, he was lame, he was, you know, he was sick for many years, and, um, and he was waiting to get into that pool where, where the angel would stir the water up and people would get into that pool and they would get healed supernaturally. Do you remember that story? And, and Jesus said to that man that was sitting at, that was laying there and, and, and he said, do you want to get healed? Do you want to get delivered? Do you want, you know, he, he's laying there. He said, well, there's nobody to put me in the, in the water when the angel stirs it up. Somebody gets in before me. And, and Jesus said, what, well, you know, will thou be made whole? Will thou be, in other words, the power a lot of times of being delivered and set free and getting our breakthrough, it's not on us waiting on God, it's God waiting on us. I'm preaching today. In other words, we got to get into a position, am I talking to anybody today? We got to put ourselves in a position, right, for, for God to, to move. Amen. And we're a lot of times we're waiting. So Jesus said, will thou be made whole? And, and the guy started giving a bunch of excuses. And finally, Jesus said, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. And of course, on Jesus's word, <clears throat> he got up and he was healed. Amen. And so and so. But 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 Jesus said, will thou be made whole? What about the lady with the issue of blood? Remember that story that she was sick for 12 years. And she was searching out physicians and she was seeking her healing. But then she heard about the great physician, Jesus. And she started thinking about, he, man, Jesus is raising the dead, you know, healing leopards, you know, opening the blind eyes, uh, opening the deaf ears. Jesus is doing miracles. And she said, I'm, I'm going to get mine. <laughs> she thought about this. Now, if she waited and said, well, I'm just going to wait and pray and see if Jesus is going to come to my house tonight. Uh, she'd be waiting a long time. No, she went out and she sought out Jesus. So if you're going to, listen, if you're going to get a breakthrough this year, if you're going to walk in the breakthrough, if you're going to walk in the breakthrough, you're going to have to seek after it. You're going to have to start doing, you're going to have to do something. It's just not going to just come, oh, I'm just waiting for God to bless me. You know, you got to get it. You got to position yourself for the blessing. Isn't that right? I mean, and, and it takes sacrifice. It, it takes risk. Amen. Remember, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and he and, and Timothy was a, a brand new pastor. And, uh, and 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 Paul and Timothy was nervous. He was he was a young pastor and he was dealing with some fear in his life. He was dealing with anxiety. Anybody ever deal with anxiety and fear in here? Amen. I mean, you're kind of worried about, you're worried about what you did in your past, right? Trying to believe that the blood is covering it. And you're worried about what's, what's going to happen in the future, right? And you can't live for today because you're dealing with fears. And, and, and uh, Timothy was dealing with fears. And Paul, Paul said to Timothy that he needed to do something to get rid of the fear. And what did he tell Timothy? He said, you need to stir up the gift. He told Timothy that you had to, that you already have the anointing on you. The anointing came from your grandmother, came from your mother. You have the anointing. On, I'm going to say this to you today. You guys have the anointing already on you. And some of you feel like, well, I don't feel like it. Stir it up. Stir it up. How do you stir it up? Well, you've got to get in a place in a position where you can sense the presence of God, where, where you can get into a, where, where you need a, maybe you might need a fast and pray. Amen. Amen. Maybe you need a fast and pray and, and, and get in a place where you get quiet and so you can hear from God. And you've heard this before. You guys heard this before. One word from God can change your life. What I'm saying this to you tonight, this morning, is that one, one anointed word from God, if it can change your perspective. See, what all we need is a perspective change. Amen? And, uh, and, 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 and one word from God can change your outlook. 
Amen. Because I'm going to say this. Uh, the promises of God are based, really, a lot of it is based on our attitude of faith. I'm going to, can I say that again this morning? The, us receiving the promise of God is going to depend on our attitude of faith. What, what is our attitude? Remember what James said? He said that if you pray and you're doubting, don't expect you're going to get anything. Like if you come to a prayer service that we might have, like we were having on Friday night, and you say, well, I've been praying. God's not doing anything. It's no use for me to go out to Friday night prayer. You, you might as well not go out. <laughs> because you're going to be in doubt and unbelief. And the Bible says if you're in doubt and unbelief, you're going to get nothing from God. So, then, so, so what am I saying this morning? I'm saying that we got to move out of doubt, out of doubt alley into Faith Avenue. How do, how, how do you do that, Pastor? How, how do you do that? Well, you got to get connected to God. you got to disconnect from the world, and you got to connect to God. So fasting is disconnecting to the world, and praying is connecting to God. Right? So we don't want to be controlled by all the noise all around us. Are you hear what I'm saying today? So, so we, need, we need a fast for, see, so this 21 days, I want to encourage you to fast in per, for purpose, for a reason. Everybody in the Bible, you know, that fasted, everybody fasted for a purpose or a reason. They were fasting for something. Amen. And so, and so we're talking about 21 days of fasting, and it could radically change your life. And I don't, and you might say, well, I don't need my life changed. Uh, Pastor, I'm doing good, you know. Yeah, but do you want to do great? I mean, I, it's okay to do good. I, I, everything's good. Yeah, but can everything be great? Can it get better? Well, well, I don't. Well, it could be better. Maybe some of your relatives could get saved. That could be better. The ones that you don't like, they get on your nerves. You, are you hearing what I'm saying? That it could be better. It, yes, it can be good. Everything's good. But can it be better? Can, can you have... Let me ask you this question this morning. Can, 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 could you walk in greater health? Is that something that you could go up another level? Amen? Uh, could you walk in greater wealth? Oh, man. I'm, am I preaching to anybody today? Uh, uh, could your money... Would it be nice for your money to go up a little bit? So you can give more into the kingdom. Amen. Amen. So you can be a blessing to your family and your friends. Amen. So you, you can do more. Amen. What, what about your relationships? Could your relationships, I mean, would it be nice to get your relationships in a better situation? So we might need a breakthrough in some of these areas and we don't even know. It. How, about, how about some of the marriages? Maybe you just need the fire back into your marriage. Instead of just a humdrum marriage. Oh, it's humdrum, you know. Oh, it's okay. Do you just want okay? That's what I'm asking you this morning. Do you want, uh, it's okay. No, I don't just want okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I want fantastic. I want, how are you doing? Super, you know. Okay. I'm okay. No, man, we've got to be more than just, okay. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, 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 no. God wants us living the overflowing life. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Amen. And then people see the joy on you. you see, can, you, can you stand more joy this year? How about some more peace this year? Especially if you're dealing with some fears. Amen? So you have to stir it up. So there's, there's ways of fasting. Uh, you have the normal fast. No food, water only. And some people say, what? Uh, how do you fast? No, can, can I just get rid of the Twinkies for the next 21 days, Pastor? Can I just get rid of donuts? <laughs> how about, Pastor, how about if I just, yeah, I'll, I'll fast broccoli the next 21 days. That's a real sacrifice. Right? No, no, listen. You, 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 you gotta, you, if you really want to go on a true fast, 
a true fast is, is, is water only. That, that's, a, that's called the normal fast. Amen. And so you can do, you can do water only for 24 hours. You could do it for 48 hours. You could do it for 30. You could do it for 21 days. What, pastor? You can actually fast on water for 21. It won't kill you. Unless you have medical issues and you might want to talk to your doctor and all that, but, but doctors don't know it all anyway. <laughs> and you, you need to talk to Dr. Jesus, amen? And if he tells you to go on 21 days, it doesn't matter what your physical doctor, it may just save your life. Amen. And so, so water only. And when you do this, when you go on a water only fast, what you're doing is that your body is not starving. Your body is actually feeding, but it's feeding on your fat reserves. So a lot of, uh, how many people have some fat on your body? <laughs> Amen. And so some of you, I, I, I read about this guy, I heard about this guy. That, that the longest a, a person ever fasted was over 300 days. And he fasted for 300 days. Now, he took vitamins and he drank water, but he was like 400 pounds. So, but, and, he, and, he, and he dropped 400 pounds down to 180. And he fasted for over a year, right? And he drank water and he had vitamins and all that. And, uh, and he, he dropped it down to 180. I mean, it, got, it was amazing. And I think if this is the same story, the guy's skin, you know, normally when you're overweight, you have saggy skin, but, but his fasting, actually his skin got, came back, which is amazing. And so, and so, and so you can, you, you, what you're doing is when you're fasting, you see, they even say like, say if you're dealing with, with any kind of sickness in your body, maybe cancer or whatever you might be dealing with, um, uh, these th- cancer, like cancer feeds off sugar. It feeds off glucose. So, so what, when you're talking about intermittent fasting or, or when you're talking about going into a ketogenic diet, uh, uh, it, ketones, uh, when you start fasting, you, you, you fast on water, you'll burn the glucose, the sugar, and that's where most people live. They, they, they run off sugar. But your body can run off a different type of, um, of nutrient, which is your fat reserves, and that's called ketones. And so when your body's running off ketones, it's a much better way to burn fuel in your body. You're not running off sugar. And so when your body's running off your own fat reserves, you are eating in a sense, but you're eating your own fat reserves. So you're on ketones and your body actually operates better on ketones. And that they found that people, even with cancer, cancer can't feed, uh, it switches your body over, kind of like an AM, FM station. You know, I... uh, uh, you know, have you ever, has anybody listened to AM station in a while? Nobody. Okay. And I, I turned on AM station because I was trying to look for some talk radio and most of it was fuzzy. It was fuzzy. It was hard to get in. It was just, it was just terrible. And I was on the AM station trying to get something in and, you know, you got some these, these stations that are weak signals and I got, I got to get back on FM, right? Well, when you're eating regular diet like pasta and all that that's turning into glucose and you're running off sugar most of the time on your body, you're not, you're not running off ketones, um, it's not a good form of, of energy for your body. And it's like you're running an AM station so that your body's on AM. But you could go on FM, amen, which means it's smoother, sounds nicer, has better stations. And what I'm going to say to you this morning, I'm just saying that, that it, it, it's a process. There are people that are on ke- uh, ketogenic diets, and these diets consist of eating fats, uh, healthy fats. I'm not talking about donuts. And uh, healthy fats for your body and vegetables and, and, and doing it right. And then your body runs optimal. And then your body's burning the fat reserves. And then you, you're, you're, your life is a lot better. Amen. It's not easy, but, but your body can change. And then, and then the, even cancer cells can't feed on ketones. So even cancer cells will have to die in your body because your body uh, uh, will, will be able to adapt to the ketones. Amen. And so, uh, amen. Amen. Is this exciting stuff or what? Are you excited about that? And so, and, and so you, you go into what, when you go into water fat, you go to autophagy. I hope I'm saying it right, autophagy. And, uh, and what happens is you start feeling really good. 
Some people say, I, I, can't, I can't fast because I work all day and uh, you know, I need my, the energy for food. People don't realize that when you fast and you do it right, you'll start to have more energy. They think, I've got to have energy for food because I work all... Pastor, you can lay around, do nothing and fast. I've got to work for a living, you know. You sit around and read your Bible. Yeah, I could fast too if I sat around reading my Bible all day, you know. You know, I've got to work for a living. You know? And you're saying, I don't work? But we'll continue. <laughs> Amen. Okay, we'll continue. Let me just continue with, with my message here. So, um... So, absolute fast. Absolute fast is, is no water. Uh, I want to caution you on that. That's just nothing at all. I, I did an absolute fast a couple weeks ago, and I just didn't drink any water, and I did it for almost 48 hours. Uh, I'm sorry, almost 36 hours. 36 hours. I did it full day, and I didn't, I didn't have anything. And you know what? It didn't kill me. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Amen. And I still have a little bit of a, right here. I still got it. Right. And uh, still have a little tummy. And, uh, but you know what? It didn't kill me. And to tell you the truth, I felt good. Right. And, and so, but you can do that. And they even did that in the Bible. They did a water fast for three days. I wouldn't, re- I mean, a, 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 a full fast uh, without water. I, some people call it a dry fast. And, uh, and, and uh, my studies show that a 24 hour dry fast is like doing a three day water fast. For your body. That's how, how good it is for your body. As in your body, it's a good therapy for your body. A, a, a one-day uh, dry fast, nothing but a dry fast, it, it, it equates to a three-day water fast. Amen. According to some of these technical people on, online. Amen. And so, and so you can do that. I wouldn't recommend more than three days um, without water. And, uh, and, but it can, it can radically change your life. Uh, a partial fast, this can mean fasting certain meals of the day, abstaining from certain kinds of food. Uh, no sweets, no soups, um, uh, uh, no meats or sweets, soup only, uh, fruits and vegetables. Amen? And, and that's what we, we get the Daniel fast. Uh, or uh, the, the Daniel fast, Daniel didn't eat anything pleasant. So, so uh, he kept his body down. Amen? Uh, you could do a juice fast. Uh, uh, vegetable juices only. You could do a corporate, well, we're doing a corporate fast. And in our corporate fast, we're believing God for miracles this year. We're believing God for restoration. We're believing God for, for, for a mighty outpouring of his Holy Spirit. We're believing God for revival. I, I'm believing God for, first of all, revival starts, uh, before it starts out there in the streets, it has to start inside us. And so when revival starts, we need to be revived. The church needs to be revived. And so if we get revived, then, 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 we, then we're living, we're not living uh, trying to tap the reserves in our life. No, we're, when we're in revival mode, we're, we're, we're in overflow mode. And when you're in overflow mode, then, then, then you're out there witnessing. You're out there drawing people in, praying for people because they were. But most, a lot of Christians are just living on the on, on reserves. But we don't want to be living on reserves. Yes, amen. amen. Well, we want to be tapping in to God. Amen. We want to be tapping into it. Amen. And so, and so, you can do the, the Daniel fast, and or you, or you can do a combination of, of, of all the fasts. You know, I, I like to try do it, try it all. Amen. And uh, the Jewish fast uh, for 24 hours is 6 o'clock p.m. to uh, the next day, 6 o'clock p.m. So 6 to 6, that's 24 hours. And, uh, and so fasting, uh, so I'm going to say this, it's fasting plus prayer. So, so you, could, you could just skip a meal like breakfast and lunch and just eat one meal a day. It's called OMAD. Now, I'm not saying you're going to go mad. <laughs> OMAD, OMAD, O-M-A-D, one meal a day. So, so it's, and yeah, it's like my, my, my daughter was hungry and she says, I'm, I'm, what, what, what did, Yen, what did she say? I'm, I'm ang- angry, hungry, angry. hangry. Yeah, that's it, hangry. Thank you very much. And that's when you're hungry and you're mad. Have you ever been hungry and mad? I'm just hungry and mad. So, uh, but OMAD is one meal a day. That means that you just, you just eat one meal a day. So you're basically fasting on a 24-hour clock. 
right? So every 24 hours, you're eating one meal or 22 hours. So you're eating one meal. And that's not, and that's healthy. And, and as Americans, we just eat way too much food. And we don't portion our, our, our sizes out. And we, we tend to overeat. That's my problem. We overeat. It's, you know, we overeat. Do you know when I was on a Body for Life contest, um, Bill Phillips says this is how you should eat. Take your hand. Look at your hand, everybody. And, and the palm of your hand, that's how much meat you should have. And then, that's a, and then, and then, then you put that, that's about four, four ounces of meat. And then, then that's how many vegetables. You should have vegetables. So, so that's how much vegetables you should have in the palm of your hand. And then, uh, and then, and then, a car, uh, and then maybe a small little potato, you know, and then about the family, and that's your meal and two cups of water. And you say, pastor, amen. And did you know that Bill Phillips said, this is how you do it. And I got one in the best shape of my life eating from, you know, the size of my hand. Amen. But what, what do we do? We want the size of King Kong's hand. <laughs> we want both hands. I'm a two-fister, you know. We want, we want, we want the big hand size. Can I get the big hand? Am I talking to anybody today? Well, we're just not satisfied with this. This, just this, Pastor. Just this. And two cups of water with each meal. You could do that. I'm telling you, you'd be amazing. I mean, I would have the fittest. Uh, I would have the fittest church in Virginia Beach, the angriest church, and the, <laughs> and, and the fittest church in Virginia Beach. Are you hear what I'm saying today? The angriest church and the fittest church. Amen. Because fasting and anger goes hand in hand. doesn't it it's like pastor don't talk to me man I'm, I'm, I'm upset man and so and so and so so we're talking about fasting today we're going into a 21 day fasting and so I'm talking to you about some ways you can fast and you know I, I think it's easier just to go without food and just eat like one meal a day but eat whatever I want now I'm not saying donuts and, and all that but eat something healthy. But, but I, I, you know, trying to eat in a regiment like no breads, no sweets, no this. Uh, and, you know, it's just, you know, it's not fun. So I'd rather almost just go without, you know, and, and, and what we normally do is fast to like maybe four o'clock and then eat uh, a meal, um, what we want, you know. If you like hamburgers, eat, eat a healthy hamburger. Amen. And, uh, but, but eat it moderately, amen, and, and not do big meals, amen? So you could skip breakfast, lunch, and just eat one meal. Or you, if, you, if you're like, oh, pastor, I can't do that, just skip breakfast then. And then do lunch. And then in that breakfast time, uh, spend some extra time in prayer. Especially praying for yourself that you can fast. Amen. And then pray for others. Amen. And fasting is not just for yourself. We're, we're, we're believing when we're fasting and praying, we're fasting and praying not just for ourselves, for our community. Amen. Amen. So, so it's, it's an unselfish act. It's not just for yourself. Amen. So let's talk about some different types of fast real quick. Um, the disciples fast uh, is from, uh, uh, it's called, one person called it the disciples fast. And that's in Matthew 17, 21. And that's from deliverance from sin and addiction and bondage. And, and if we, we can, you know, fasting can help break the power of the flesh off of us and also off what the enemy is trying to get us to do wrong things. And so, you know, you know iniquities, you know, you've heard of sins, you know, and, and iniquity is something that you do over and over again that's a sin that, that, that you can't seem to get out of, right? So, so, so Jesus, you know, died for our, 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 our traditional sins and our iniquities. Amen? And so we don't want an iniquity in our life. We don't want a sin that we keep doing all the time. So, so what we need to do is we might need to break the power of the devil off our life. Yeah, because the devil works against us. Don't say, you know, if you think, oh, there's no devil out there. No, he's out there. He's live and well on planet Earth. Just watch the news. There's a devil out there. Every time I listen to the news, somebody's killing somebody. There's some kind of 
tragedies happening, right? And so the devil's out here, you know, people say, well, God has it under control. Well, if he does, then the whole planet's crazy. No, No, he needs us to get it in control. That's why he has us praying, because if we don't pray, it seems as if God can't move. Why? Because God wants us to calling on him. So, so prayer is calling on God, right? It's getting God involved in our, in our life. It's getting God involved in the earth realm. So that's why we pray and fast, because we want God to move in the situation. So in Matthew 17, um, uh, there was a boy that was uh, sick, and uh, he, had, uh, he, he was demon-possessed. This was in the Bible times, and, uh, and he would throw himself in the fire and water. He would have epileptic seizures. And so the, the man went to Jesus' disciples, and they couldn't do anything. And uh, they couldn't cure him, even though he, they had success before casting out demons and healing people. But for some reason, they had a problem with this young man. And then finally, the young man came to Jesus and said, Jesus, uh, your, your boys they, they can't do anything. Can you do something? And Jesus said, can I do something? I'm the Alpha and Omega, baby. <laughs> can I do something? I mean, can I, can, can, Jesus can do anything, amen? And, uh, and Jesus actually said, can I do something? You, who are you talking, talking about Jesus? And, uh, and, and Jesus said, bring the boy here. And, uh, and, and Jesus said to his disciples, how long must I be with this perverse generation? And, uh, and he was really kind of talking about, his why couldn't these disciples get the job done? And so Jesus cast the demon out of that boy, healed the boy, and, uh, and then his disciples came to Jesus and said, why couldn't we do that? And Jesus said, because of, you know, your unbelief, and this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. And so, and so that when we're fasting, there might be some things that we're not going to be able to break off our lives or our family members without us doing some serious warfare. And serious warfare is fasting and prayer. It's saying, God, I am serious. I am so serious. I'm going without food. Amen. Amen. And so you have, to, you, have to, you have to show God that you're serious about believing him that you want, you want to see the blessing of answered prayer in your life. That you've got, you got to get to a point in your life where you're done dealing with the status quo of, I'm okay. you got to, yeah, I can manage. I can manage my debt. I can manage my sickness. I can manage these broken relationships. No, God wants to get you out of that management place where, where you're not just managing it, but you're triumphing over it. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Uh, you got the Ezra fast. And, and, and this helps, uh, this is for God to help solving problems and protection from Satan. And Ezra prayed and fasted, and God answered his request in Ezra 8, 21, 23. And so Ezra was this guy that was raised up to bring the children of Israel out of the bondage. Uh, you know, they were coming from Babylon and going back to Israel. Uh, and they were a broken people, but they had all this stuff, you know, the... The, the stuff from the temple, they had expensive stuff. And at that time, they had bandits that would come and try to raid people and try to steal from them. And so uh, Ezra was in a pl- place where the king was letting him, them go back, uh, a remnant of people to go back. And he was embarrassed to ask the king for, for, for protection. And he said, if I ask the king for protection, you're almost like, what kind of God do I have? And so, and so he fasted and asked God to protect him. And God did. And he protected them from the bandits and all that. And they got back to Israel and they were able to get all this stuff without being, you know, being ripped off or, or, or uh, having any thieves come and, and take them down. Amen. And so, and, so, and so if you're dealing with any kind of fears of losing something, you might need a fast. If you're dealing with fears that you may not make it, you might need a fast. Amen. Believe God that he's going to protect you. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, you have the Samuel fast, and, and this is uh, uh, for revival. And, uh, and in Samuel 1, 7, 7, 6, the people were bound by idol worship and needed deliverance. So Samuel called to, uh, to seek uh, God, called them to seek God, and they prayed, and they had the enemy coming against them. And, and it said that they, they sought God for one day and fasted. Now, they had many days of doing wrong things, 
But they took one day and fasted and God protected them from their enemies. Why? Because it's our heart issue. You know, when we get our heart hooked to God, then God can start working in our life. Uh, you have the Elijah fast. And Elijah was a man that was, Elijah was a man uh, raised up by God that did many miracles in the Old Testament. He was a prophet of God. And remember, he did the miracle with, uh, you know, he, he, he uh, you know, that was when Ahab and Jezebel was in charge and, and the, 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 the people were in idolatry and they were worshiping idols and even the people of God were lukewarm. And, and so, uh, you know, that's when uh, Elijah, you know, had a contest with their gods. And he said, uh, who's the God that answers by fire? Do you remember that story? And then, and then uh, they, had, uh, they set up an, uh, an altar. And, and, uh, and he said, let's see if your God, if the fire will come down from heaven and, and take the uh, sacrifice. And, and, and nothing happened. They were cutting themselves and all this. The, 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 the worshipers of Baal. And uh, these were the false prophets. And nothing happened. Then he went ahead and he set up his altar and, and he set up his sacrifice, Elijah. And he said, now pour some water on it. And, and he made it even more difficult. And then he said, God that answers by fire, show them who's the true God. And fire came down from heaven and, and, and lapped up that, that sacrifice. God is the true God. And, and, so, and so the people got so excited. They say, well, God is still around. He's still alive. And then he had 400 prophets of Baal executed that day that were leading the people into idolatry. So, and then Jezebel got upset about it, heard about it. I guess she was emailed. And uh, they emailed her and, and said, you know, uh, no, not really. But they got the word to her. And, uh, and Jezebel was, she, she was tough. She was tough. You just didn't mess with Jezebel. And uh, don't, don't name your daughter Jezebel, whatever you do. And uh, she, uh, <clears throat> she, uh, and she said, uh, she sent a note to Elijah. And Elijah said, by this time tomorrow, uh, you, you will be dead. And Elijah, you freaked out over, over uh, Jezebel's threat. And, uh, and he started running for his life. He started running for his life. And so he ran for his life. And in 1 Kings 19, 4 through 8, he, he, he journeyed into the wilderness and he wanted, he, he prayed to God that he would die. So, so he was dealing with major depression. And it, does anybody deal with depression in the house today? Does anybody ever deal with any issues where you feel down and depressed? And you say, no, not me, Pastor. And, uh, and so, and uh, that's why I come here on Sunday mornings, Pastor. I need to get up. Amen. I need you to pump me up. Glory to God. And, uh, but we all have those days where we're struggling in faith. We, we have those days where I call it valley days. And, but, but you don't want that valley day to turn into a valley week. And you don't want that valley week to turn into a valley month. And you don't want that valley month to turn into year, years. You don't want years of doldrums in your life, you know, where no wind can blow against your sails, right? Of your boat. So you, that's, that's the doldrums, you know. And you, you want the wind of the Holy Spirit pushing you into the right direction. So Elijah, even being a most powerful man of God, he dealt with depression. And, and, and there's nothing, listen, there's nothing to be ashamed about dealing with depression. Even the most powerful people can deal with it. But, but, but the, pro, the, the, you should not be ashamed of dealing with it, but, but, but it should be shameful for you to stay in it. Because why? Because Jesus already take, took away our shame. He's already took away our blame. We need to be thanking God. And so here in Elijah, this Elijah fast, it said that he hadn't eaten and then God sent a raven to provide food for uh, Elijah. And so he ate at, at, the, at the brook, right? And so God gave him food because he must have fasted at least one day or two days. And I heard this story about this one guy that wanted to commit suicide. And he was very depressed. And I was, I was watching this on YouTube. And it wasn't the guy, but it was a doctor that was talking about how great fasting was. And so he got so depressed, he wanted to kill himself. And so he just locked himself up in his bedroom and he, and he stopped eating. He figured that he was going to go on a hunger strike. And, he, and the third day, uh, it seemed like the, on the third day, he said he started feeling better. <laughs> and and the, the more he fasted, the better he felt. And then he started Googling fasting and, and he came out of all his depression and he's living a very successful life today. 
But he, he thought that he could kill himself by fasting, and it actually helped him. And, and he said, man, life isn't that bad. Life isn't that bad, right? And, and, and they even say people in the, uh, in the old days, I've read this, people that were dealing with demonic problems, how they, you know how they had them delivered? They would throw them into a room, lock the room, and, 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 and keep them from eating for three or four days. And then when they got out, it was like these people, uh, it was like those demonic oppression. The demons left them. Right? And because why? Demons, uh, they're central creatures. All right? Demons are very central. What I mean by that is demons like senses. They, they, they are central creatures. And so demons, what they do is they want to get into bodies of Christians and they want the Christians to do central things because they can feel the pleasure that, 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 that people do. And so they receive a central pleasure from that. So they're central creatures. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so when you, when you start pulling out, when, when you stop eating... Uh, uh, the demons don't like it. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And they're like, I got to get out of here. They, this person's fasting and, and this is misery, right? Because they're very sensual. So, so they, they work on, you know, uh, our senses, amen? And that's the reason why in, in, in hell, you know, this is a side note. I'm not going to charge you for this this morning, but in, 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 in hell and in heaven, our senses are magnified, Every sense in heaven is magnified. Your joy, your peace, everything is magnified to the nth degree. And same thing in hell, it's very central too because most people, the reason why they're in hell is because they're central people and they, and, and they go with the gratification of the flesh instead of walking with God, right? And, and, and they rather have flesh, you know, the gratification of flesh than to serve God, right? They, they serve the creature and then the, instead of the creator, and so in hell, your senses is multiplied a hundred times, but it's multiplied in the pain zone. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So you're going to feel every pain through your entire being, right? So, 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 but in heaven, it's going to be just opposite. You're going to be, you know, if food tastes good down here, just think what it's going to taste like in heaven. You think a hamburger's good down here? You haven't tasted a hamburger in heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, food is going to be amazing in heaven. It's just going to be a ama- it's going to be a hundred times greater. Amen. You think water down here, the water's good down here? Oh, it's trash compared to the water up in heaven, in, in that river and all that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it, 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 in heaven is going to be so much greater. I mean, I mean, there. For instance, the two greatest uh, uh, central things. Uh, that man can have is sex and food. Right? And most people, some people will do without sex, but they won't do without food. Right? That's like, that's the, that's the thing I got to have. I, can, I you know, some of you ladies, I can do without sex, but I can eat my food. You better give me some good food here. Amen? Why? Because that's a pleasure zone, Right? And so, and so when, you're, when you're eliminating the pleasure out of your life, the pleasure of food, you're saying, God, I'm eliminating one of the greatest things in my life. Because some of you li- uh, live to eat. Uh, I eat to live, but some of you live to eat. I mean, you can't, you can't stop thinking about your next meal, right? Oh, man, I'm thinking about that next meal. Glory to God. And, uh, but but we, need, we need to eat to live, not live to eat. Amen. We can't be thinking about all that. And, and so, and so we, we, can, we can break off those things in our lives that are trying to hinder us from moving forward to God. The widow's fast, 1 Kings 17, 9 and 16. The widow, uh, the Elijah was, was called to, um, it was a famine in the land, and to go to this widow to get something to eat. And God said he commanded her to, to feed him. And she only had enough food just for her and her kid and she was going to die. But she went ahead and gave him the food. And when she did, there was a miracle where the mill did not run out and the oil of cruise did not run out. And so and so it was a miracle uh, provisionary uh, uh, miracle. It, it, it provided for her for the rest of life. So maybe there, you need a provision miracle in this fast. Maybe you need provision. Maybe you need finances. Maybe you need something like that. Well, well you, can, you can focus and believe God that he's going to do something miraculous in your finances. 
So, so, but that, but, but it, 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 the only way she got the miraculous was that she had to give something up first. Am I talking to anybody today? Most people would rather, God, bless me and then I'll, I'll bless you. No, no. God's saying, what do you have in your hand? Jesus said, you know, when, they, when Jesus said, we need to feed these multitude of people. He said to Peter, let's feed them. To his disciples, let's feed this multitude. And they said, we don't have anything. We don't have enough money to buy enough food to feed this multitude that's out here. And Jesus said, what do you have? Well, I, we have a couple loaves, you know, we have some loaves and we have some fish. And he said, well, bring them to me. So, so you have to have something to give to God for God to bless it. Amen. And most people don't want to give anything to God. So how can God give you? How can, so if you don't give nothing to God, then God can't bless anything. Is that right? Does that make sense? So what we give to God, he can bless. Yes. Amen. And so we got to understand that. So the widow gave her final meal and she got multiple meals back. And then you have uh, the you have uh, the P- Paul's fast and in Acts 9, 9. And Paul, a lot of people don't realize this. What, when Paul got knocked off his horse, the apostle Paul he was going to uh, arrest some Christians, and then the, 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 he saw a bright light, and he got, well, he pro- he, they say he was knocked off his horse, but we don't know if he was riding a horse, because the scriptures don't actually say that, but it sounds good for preaching. He got knocked off his high horse, <laughs> amen? But, uh, but we, we can't tell you he was riding a horse. He could have been. He could have been on a donkey, or he could have been walking. I think he would have probably been on a donkey if he was traveling. I'm sure he had the money. So I'm sure he was on a donkey, but let's just say, for instance, he was on his high horse. And so he was on his high horse, like some of us are at times, and which means in pride, amen. And he was in pride doing, doing uh, uh, persecuting the church. He got knocked down, and, and the Bible said that, that he got blinded, and he, heard, and he heard Jesus speak to him out of this bright light and said, why are you persecuting me, Paul? And so, and so... Uh, he said, who, do I, who am I persecuting? He said, Jesus, you're persecuting. He said, oh man, I've been against the wrong person, right? And uh, so, so he figured it out that he wasn't really working for God. He was working for Satan. And so, so Paul was led into the town, into a room, and the Bible said he fasted for three days. He didn't have any food or water for three days. Now, I believe he did that not because he couldn't get any food or water, because he had stuff with him. He had men with him. I'm sure he could have had them take care of him, but uh, because he had means, um, he was provided for. So, but he, he did a, a forced fast with water and no, no water, no food. And then, uh, and then he had a vision. And, I'm t- and he had a vision of, you know, he was praying that his, his eyesight would come back. And God gave him a vision of Ananias coming to pray for him. And then God spoke to Ananias and Ananias came and prayed for him and water baptized him. And he, he was able to see. So, so his fasting and pray, prayer uh, gave him a vision, a fresh vision of, of God showing him that God was going to deliver him. How many people need a fresh vision in here of God showing you that he's going to deliver you? How many people might need a fresh understanding or, or God showing you, amen, uh, it does look bad, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. And when you get a revelation that, that, there's, that is not just all dark tunnel, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and God says, this is what you're in. Your end's going to be better than your, uh, than, than your beginning. And when God starts giving you a revelation, hey, no, it's not as bad as it looks. I have provision for you. I have a miracle for you. I have somebody coming over that's going to pray for you and set you free. I'm, I'm telling you, when you get revelation from God, I'm telling you that emboldens you, that, in, that emboldens your faith. Now you're walking in high faith because you have revelation of God. You know everything's going to be all right. We had a lady that got cancer in our church a few years back and the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, everything's going to be all right. Amen. And even though the doctor said she had six months to live, she, she just, you know, she did what the Lord told her to do. Take scriptures, the, the Bible scriptures and, uh, of healing and start confessing them over herself. And when she did that, her cancer went in remission. She didn't die in six months. She didn't die in 12 months. She lived years and years and years. After that, amen, 
But she told me that when the doctor said, you're going to be dead in less than six months, they did exploratory surgery on her. They opened her up. She had cancer all in her body. They, they, medical science says there's no use. You're going to die in six months. But, you know, they don't have it always right. Do you know medical science doesn't always have it right? You know, they can tell you you're going to die in six months, but, you, but you, whose report are you going to believe? Well, I'm going, to rep- I'm going to believe the report that I'm going to live with long life. God will satisfy me and show me his salvation. That's the report. I'm, that's, the, that, that's my doctor's report. Well, it, it's conflicting against the doctor's report. Yeah, but they can only go with statistics of, of, of other people that got it. But you're not other people. No, you're in God. And God is with you. And God is for you. And it doesn't matter who's against you. And so if you're in God, then you're in a different situation. You got the power of God working in your body. You got the anointing of God driving out every yoke of bondage in your life. You got God. And if you got God, it doesn't really matter. You don't even need, yeah, God even, you know, yes, medication's good. But if you got God, God's better than medication. Meditation is much better than medication. Now, I'm not saying that you go up on top of Mount Trashmore and hum like a, like, you know, hmm, <laughs> like a monk, amen, shave your head. I'm not saying that in meditation, but I'm saying take the word of God and start confessing it over and over again, over out of your mouth. As you confess the scriptures, it goes from your head to your heart and turns into faith. Amen. Most of the reason why we don't have faith yet is because we haven't meditated on it long enough. So we try to confess a couple of scriptures when we're in the storm and say, it's not working. Yeah, of course it's not working. It's in your head. But you've got to move it from your head to your heart. And when it goes from your head to your heart, it may take a thousand times to confess it. That's works, pastor. Well, whatever you call it, if it works, it works. Amen. If, it, if, if that's what I got to do. Well, you know, if you're going to build muscles, you got to get under the weights, right? That's work, pastor. Well, you can do it two ways. You can get under the weights and work, or you can get implants from the doctor. You can get surgical implants and get muscles that way. Right? That's not the way to do it. People do it that way. They get like pecs. I saw this guy on YouTube. He got pecs. He looked weird. He, he just looked weird, man. And, uh, and he said, yeah, he, was, he had over 100 surgeries or something. This guy was spending, spending all kinds of money, man. Amen. And so, and so listen, no, 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 no. There's a better way. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a better way. God's the better way. Amen. Amen. So these are just a few of these examples of, of, of fasting. The last example I want to give you today is, is in Acts 13. And in Acts 13, this is the New Testament and it's when uh, they were prophets and teachers that were meeting together. And they were meeting together. And, uh, and they were, uh, the Bible says that they were uh, ministering to the Lord. And that's in Acts 13. As they met together, they ministered to the Lord. And they, they ministered to the Lord through prayer and fasting. So, so a lot of times we minister to one another. But, but there's a way to minister to God. And in other words, there's a way that you can bless God. And in, in, in Acts 13, it said they minister to the Lord fasting and praying. So in a way, it, it, when we are saying to God, we want more, you more than we want the natural. We want you more than we want natural food. We want you more than that. We, we hunger and thirst for you more than that hamburger this, today. When we're, when we're making that declaration, you're telling God that he's more valuable than food itself. And when you start, and you, when you start doing these things, you're actually ministering to the Lord. The Lord, says, the Lord sees you and says, man, they're willing to go out without food. And so, and I'm telling you, that makes you a person like Daniel. When Daniel was, went that 21 days of fasting to get the answer to prayer, uh, the Bible says that, that, uh, that Daniel was, was you know, uh, a highly loved one. The, uh, the, the angel said, you highly loved one from God. And, and uh, I have come for your words. And, 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 and the, the angel actually said to Daniel that, that God was really just blown away by his faith. Amen. And that God was like, God was like, you are so loved. And, and you might say, well, God loves us all equally. 
you know, uh, well, yes, he does, yes and no. There's some that are being more blessed than others. And God does love us equally, but there's, there's some people walking in more blessing than others. And the reason why they're walking in more blessing is because they're seeking God more. The Bible says, you know, that, that, that seeking God is the key to walking in his reward. Those who diligently seek God will be rewarded. So those who diligently seek God will walk in more rewards. Those who casually seek God will walk in less rewards. He loves us equally, but he's willing to reward each one of us according to the faith that we walk in. So if we walk in greater faith and by, by sacrificing, it takes faith to sacrifice meals. It takes faith to go on a fast. It takes faith to say, I'm just going to let go of my favorite meal and I'm going to get God. And there's no guarantee that you may get a blessing after it. There's no guarantee that you may have answered prayer, but it takes faith to say, okay, God, I'm going to do it. I'm done. See, you got to get to a point, and I'm closing here, that you're done with where you're at in this life, where you're done with just the mediocre, where you're done with just, just the average, where you're done with the okay. No, no, you have to get to a point where you say, that's it. I'm done dealing with these issues in my life. I'm done with my with my with my children being out of the will of God. I gotta do something. I gotta pull all the, the, the stops. I gotta pull out the big guns. I gotta pull out the big guns of prayer and fasting. I gotta do whatever it takes to get God's attention. And if I would fast, if I would pray, if I would start seeking God and I start putting down the most valuable things in my life which is food and when I put that down I say God you're more valuable than that I'm giving it up I'm giving up the pleasure of food to receive your pleasure and when you give up your the pleasure of food to receive the pleasure of God I'm telling you he'll water you in dry places where you should be in a desert glory to God you'll be in peace You'll be in joy. Your joy will start coming back. Your peace will start coming back. The fear will start leaving you. The anxieties. will. I'm telling you, I want an anxiety-free life. I don't want to be dealing with worries. I don't want to be dealing... No, I want to be living on... I don't want to be tapping the reserves, like I said earlier this morning. I want to be living in the overflow. How many people want to live in the overflow? I got to have more God. I got to have more God. How many people in the house has to have more God? I got to have more of his love. I got to have more of his joy in my life. I got to have more of his peace in in my life. I got to have God in my life. I'm willing to give up whatever it takes to get more God. More God is a good thing. I've said that before, but more of God is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. More God is good. And the more God we get in our life, the more good we're going to see in our... Less God, less good. Less God, more evil. Things are happening, right? More God, more good. More good things are happening. Right? So get God in your life. Start, make, make a declaration this year that God is going to be first place in your life no matter what. Make a declaration through this 21 day of fasting that you're, you're going to do whatever it takes to get God in your life. You're going to do whatever it takes to get God in your children's lives. You're going to do whatever it takes to get your neighbors saved, your relatives saved. You're going to fast and pray and watch God do the miraculous. Did you receive it today? I believe you receive. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that you are moving in Exceed Life Church. You're moving in, the, in this church today and those that are watching online. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're, 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 um, you, you want to see uh, us blessed, Father God. You want to see um, uh, your blessings in our lives, Father. You want to put those blessings in our lives. And Father, I know that a lot of times we say that we're waiting on you, but we know that you're waiting on us. You're waiting for us to make a decision. And if that's you today, and you're watching online, and you haven't made a full-fledged decision for Jesus, or maybe that's you today in the audience, and you're just straddling the fence. You're in the world part of the, part of the time, and in God the other part. 
and it's time for you to move away from the world and get fully in God. Well, today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you make a decision that you're going to move forward in God. So I want you to pray this prayer. If you're watching online, you're ready to move forward in God. You're ready to let your misery go. And you're ready to embrace the love and mercy of God. Just pray this prayer and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.